Hi, this is Rick Warren, and welcome to Daily Hope. You know, when the Apostle Paul would travel from city to city to start a church, he'd begin by simply living there. He would live among the people. He was a living Bible. Just like Jesus, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Did you know that you can be a living Bible too? To the people in your neighborhood, where you work, at school, at church, and all around you? You can let the Word of God live within you and through you, transforming not only you, but everybody around you. We're going to look at that today on Daily Hope, so let's get started. Today on Daily Hope with Rick Warren. We continue in this very popular series taught at Saddleback Church on surviving relationships God's way. It's called You Make Me Crazy. So whether you know a crazy maker or you are one, this series is definitely for you. Here's part one of a message from Scripture called Breaking Free from Abuse. And now, Pastor Rick. This weekend, I want to deal with a very, very sensitive issue. It's a silent subject nobody wants to talk about, but it's an issue we need to talk about when we deal with broken relationships, and that's the issue of abuse. Physical abuse, verbal abuse, sexual abuse, emotional abuse. Now, the Bible tells us in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 2, that in the last days, that abuse is going to rise, that it is going to increase in its prevalence. And of course, we're seeing that all around. As our culture decays, as people live more and more for themselves and less and less for God, and we lose our spiritual roots, abuse is at an all-time high. And let me read you some pretty sobering statistics. The leading cause of injury to women now in the world, the leading cause of injury to women is domestic violence in the home from somebody she already knows, somebody in the family. It's more than the next three causes of injury combined, accidents, mugging, and rapes. It's the number one cause of injury to a woman in the world today. Every nine seconds in the United States, a woman is assaulted or beaten. Every nine seconds. Around the world, one in every three women has been beaten, coerced into sex, or abused in her lifetime. That's incredible. One in five teenage girls have been in a relationship already where the boyfriend threatened violence or self-harm if they broke up. And in one recent survey, 92% of all women surveyed listed reducing domestic abuse and sexual assault as their top concerns. Now this one's gotta surprise you. The University of New Hampshire just did a 32-nation study, and they found that women now commit half of all partner violence. It's not one-sided anymore. And they are just as likely as men to, quote, commit emotional abuse, but male victims report it even less than women, because women don't tend to report it. Another statistic, America has three times more shelters for animals than for victims of domestic violence. Now, physical abuse, sexual abuse, those are pretty easy to identify. It's much harder to pin down 
emotional abuse. How do you know if that's emotional abuse or not? It's much more subtle. People make far more excuses for the emotional abuse that goes on because you can get away with it a whole lot easier. But the Bible is literally filled with examples of abuse, sexual, physical, verbal, and emotional. Let me just show you a couple of examples here on the screen. Genesis 16, the Bible says Sarah, that's Abraham's wife, Sarah was abusive to Hagar, and so she ran away. Did you know that? She was so abusive to Hagar that she, she ran out of the house. She left the home, ran away. 1 Samuel 25, 17. Uh, this is uh, Abigail's husband, uh, a guy named Nabal. And uh, Abigail says, he's a bully who won't listen to anyone. By the way, he was an alcoholic too. And, and was drunk when he was saying the stuff he was saying. In Job chapter 19, Job talks about his tormentors, those who are abusing him. And he says, why do you keep tormenting me with such words? This is verbal abuse. Why do you keep tormenting me with such words? Time after time you insult me and you show no shame for the way that you abuse me. Now the reason we need to deal with this is because the damage to abuse is a lifetime damage unless you learn to deal with it. I want to share with you a message of hope today so that no matter who you are, what you've been through, or what you've experienced in the past or currently experiencing, you can break free from it and you can recover from it. If you don't, you will carry the pain of that abuse for your entire life. That is unnecessary. I don't want you to do that. You don't want to do that. And so we want to talk about how to be free from abuse. You know, a recent government study, the U.S. government, uh, did a study of people in their 20s. And they discovered that if people in their 20s, 80% of those who had been abused as children were still in their 20s carrying that pain and had one or more emotional dysfunctions because of unresolved uh, uh, pain from the abuse in their life. In any case, it's, it, it, it's kind of like Job says in this verse, here on the screen, Job 30, verse 27. The churning inside me never stops. If you've been abused, you know what I'm talking about. The churning inside me never stops. Each day confronts me with more suffering. Now, given the statistics that I just read, there's no doubt either A, you've been abused at some point in your life, or B, you know somebody that you care about who has been abused. Either way, you need to know the steps to breaking free from abuse and recovering from the pain of it. Now, there's no single passage in the Bible that says, here are all the steps. But there are literally dozens and dozens and dozens examples in Scripture and dozens and dozens and dozens of verses that deal with the principles on what we must do when we have been abused by somebody else. So I want to share these seven steps with you today. How do I help someone break free from abuse? Let's get right into it. I put these kind of in an order, uh, taking verses from all over the scripture that deal with this, this, this subject. Number one, the first step in breaking free from abuse, whether it's sexual or physical or verbal or emotional, is this. Don't keep it a secret. 
Nothing's going to happen till you take step one. Don't keep it a secret. Now, it is the most common thing in the world when someone is abused to say, I'm not going to tell anybody about it. But the Bible says you've got to share your pain with somebody you trust who can help you break free from it. You don't want to hide it. You don't want to conceal it. You don't want to pretend it's not there. You don't want to fake it. You don't want to ignore it. You don't want to close your eyes to it. What you need to do is you need to talk about it. Now, one of the sayings we use in recovery all of the time is, I'm only as sick as my secrets. And that's true. Our sick secrets make us sick. And the way to deal with that illness is to let it out. You've heard me say this before. You might write it down again. Revealing my feeling is the beginning of healing. I must have said that a hundred times over the last 30 years at Saddleback. Revealing my feeling is the beginning of healing. Whatever emotion I've got inside of me, it may be worry, it may be fear, it may be boredom, it may be anger, it may be loneliness, it may be depression, it may be anger, it may be resentment, it may be jealousy or envy or whatever. Doesn't matter what it is that's dominating my life. Revealing your feeling is the beginning of healing. If you can't talk about it, it's already out of control in your life. If you're afraid to talk about it, it's already dominating and controlling your life. So the starting point is don't keep a secret. You gotta share with with somebody, somebody who can help you break free from this. Now Jesus said in John 8, 32, the truth will what? Set you free. The truth will set you free. And, and, And the way we get free from the truth is to first face it. And that means to admit it, to open up. Uh, I said earlier, abuse is often called the silent epidemic because it's the big pink elephant in many, many marriages that nobody wants to talk about it. It may have been in the family you grew up in. It may be in the family that you're in right now. But we just don't want to talk about it. And people suffer in silence. Uh, One national study uh, did a 10-nation study. They studied 10 different nations. And they discovered that depending on the country in which you live in, between 55 to 95% of women who've been abused by their partners have never told anybody. Between 55 to 95% have never told anybody. And they discovered that men are even less likely to talk about it or to get help. You see, what happens is abuse has a crazy thing in our mind. It has an amazing way to create shame in us. And we don't want to talk about it. Now, if you don't get anything else that I say, I want you to hear this. If you have been abused as a child or as a teenager or as an adult, it's not your fault. That's Rick Warren with a portion of today's message called Breaking Free from Abuse from the series You Make Me Crazy. We'll continue with more in a moment. But first, you might not know that there's more to Rick Warren than his best-selling purpose-driven life book. RickWarren.org is packed with resources pulled from Pastor Rick's 30-plus years of preaching and teaching. This includes CDs, DVDs, free streaming sermons, Bible studies, small group resources, and more. It's all there at RickWarren.org. You can also request prayer, learn what it means to trust your life to Christ, and sign up for Pastor Rick's free daily email devotional. 
Visit us online today at rickwarren.org. There's more Daily Hope with Pastor Rick in just a moment. Admit it. You probably have a relationship that could drive you crazy if you let it. Whether it's a boyfriend, a girlfriend, spouse, sibling, parent, co-worker, or that crazy relative you see once a year at Thanksgiving, a crazy maker can really make life difficult. That's why you need the You Make Me Crazy Study Kit. In this six-part DVD series and study guide, Rick Warren brings sanity to your relationships so you can do more than just coexist and survive. You can thrive. Rick shows you in this powerful DVD series and study guide how to be wise in relationships, how to recognize who's pushing your buttons, how to resolve conflict, how to break free from abuse, how to escape the people-pleaser trap, and how to keep the crazy makers from making you crazy. The You Make Me Crazy study kit is perfect for you, your family, or small group. So request yours today. It's our gift to thank you for your donation to support this Daily Hope broadcast. Call 800-600-5004 to request the You Make Me Crazy study kit today. Call 800-600-5004. Once again, here's Rick. You see, what happens is... Abuse has a crazy thing in our mind. It has an amazing way to create shame in us. And we don't want to talk about it. Now, if you don't get anything else that I say, I want you to hear this. If you have been abused as a child or as a teenager or as an adult, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Yeah, but I, it's not your fault. You are not responsible for the wrong, sinful actions of somebody else. But I, it's not your fault. The abuser must accept responsibility for their actions, his or her actions. It's not your fault. Now, we're going to look at King David today, because if anybody understood abuse, it was King David. In the Old Testament, uh, you know, uh, the king who, King David, who wrote most of the book of Psalms, spent much of his life dealing with abuse because there were people who wanted to hurt him, there were people who wanted to kill him, there were people who wanted to abuse him, there were people who wanted to defame him, there were people who wanted to ridicule him, who wanted to discredit, all kinds of different abuse. And in over 100 passages in the book of Psalms, David expresses his hurt, his frustration, his fear, his depression, his anger at his enemies. He uses the word enemy or enemies over, I think, 92 times in the uh, New International Version. And he talks about the abuse that they heaped on his life, most of his life. I'm going to show you a few examples in just a minute. But one of the things we learn from David right off the bat from modeling it in the Bible is this. Don't hold it in. You've got to let it go. You've got to talk it out. You've got, you can't keep it a secret. Let me give you an example. Psalm 39, verses 1 to 4, David explains what happened when he tried to keep it a secret. David said, I said, I will not say anything while evil people are near. So I kept quiet, not saying a word. But my suffering only grew worse. And I was overcome with anxiety. And the more I thought, the more troubled I became. I could not keep from asking, Lord, how long will I live? When 
will I die? Tell me, how soon my life will end? Now, this is a classic response to abuse. Classic response. So I want you to notice the four things that happens when you hold it in. First, he's afraid to talk about it in the presence of his abusers, those who perpetrated the abuse against him. He said, I will not say anything while evil men or people are near. He said, I'm afraid to talk about this while these people are near. It might hurt me more. I don't want to talk about it. And this is so typical. He's afraid to talk about it in the presence of his perpetrators. Second, his silence make it worse. He said, I kept quiet, not saying a word, but my suffering only grew worse. And those of you who've been abused and have kept it a secret, you know what it did in your life. And then he says, it internalized, that pain internalized into panic. He said, I was overcome with anxiety. This is classic. Over 30 years as your pastor, I've talked to so many people who came to me saying, Pastor Rick, I'm having panic attacks. I'm overcome with worry. I'm anxious all the time. I'm fearful. I'm afraid. And when we begin to talk, I discover the problem is not fear. It's not anxiety. It's not panic. It's the pain from an abuse that has been pushed down, pushed down, pushed down. And, and, and David says this. He said, I was overcome with anxiety. And when you deal with the root issue and you deal with that pain, the, the anxiety vanishes. It just goes away. And then it says, he said, I was overcome with anxiety. And the more I thought, the more troubled I became. And I started asking, how long will I live? When will I die? How soon will my life end? He begins to be obsessed with death. This is typical for many people who have been abused. Abuse can actually lead to considering suicide because people think it's the only way out. I'm trapped. I'm abused and I can't get out of it and I have no power and I can't. The only way to do it is just to take my life. This is classic. Now I want to say this to you as your pastor who loves you and those of you who are watching online, I say this to you too. If you are feeling this, Right now, God cares about it. This church cares about it. I care about it. And there is hope. And you don't have to stay in that cycle of pain, anxiety, fear, and that's the only way out. There are other ways to deal with this issue. But first, you've got to stop being silent. You've got to speak up. You've got to get it out on the table. You've got to deal with it and bring it into the light. Number two. The second thing the Bible teaches us to do is name the abuse. Give it a name. Name the abuse. You need to identify it. You need to be specific. You need to recognize it. You need to call it what it is. You have been sinned against. You have been abused. Now, you may need some help from somebody else at this time. And this is why uh, you need to share it with somebody else who you can trust, where you, in a safety of an environment, can talk to somebody who is going to love you and support you unconditionally and help you look at this thing the way you need to see it. When people are abused, physically or emotionally or any other way, they often don't spot it. Because I'm too close to the situation, they can't see what's really going on. 
That's Rick Warren with Daily Hope. In a moment, he'll share an encouraging closing thought with you. But first, don't forget to visit us online at rickwarren.org. Wondering what it takes to have a better marriage? Wanting to learn to dig deep into God's Word? Wishing you could find the healing for your hurts, habits, and hang-ups? Get what you need when you visit the online store at rickwarren.org. You can also request prayer or sign up for Pastor Rick's free daily email devotional. So visit rickwarren.org today. Now before Rick's closing thought, you wouldn't be human if there wasn't at least one relationship in your life that drives you crazy. Maybe it's a boyfriend or girlfriend. It could be a spouse or parent, co-worker or neighbor. Or maybe it's that nutty aunt who you only see once a year. But whoever the crazies are in your life, they have the potential to really bring you down and distract you from the life God wants for you. That's why Pastor Rick wants to send you his six-part DVD series and study guide called The You Make Me Crazy Study Kit. This was a very popular Bible study at Saddleback Church. It gives you the practical tools to survive difficult relationships God's way. It's his gift to thank you for your donation to support this Daily Hope broadcast. You might have heard us say before that Daily Hope is a 100% listener-funded broadcast, which is why your financial support is so vital. So call to give today and let us say thanks by sending you Rick's six-part DVD series and study guide, the You Make Me Crazy Study Kit, and get started on improving your tough relationships today. Call us at 800-600-5004. That's 800-600-5004. When you call, consider chipping in just a little extra to help keep Daily Hope on this station. And now, here's Rick with a final note of encouragement. The typical response to abuse is to clam up. We don't even want to talk about it. We, we want to keep it a secret. For some reason, when we are abused, we often are the ones who feel the most guilty. You're not the one who's guilty. Your abuser is the one who's guilty. King David experienced abuse at the hands of King Saul. And he discovered that his silence only made it worse. In Psalm 39, 1-4, David says this, I kept quiet, not saying a word. But my suffering only grew worse, and I was overcome with anxiety. Let me talk to you real frankly. As a pastor who cares about you and loves you, if you are experiencing abuse right now, I want you to know that God cares, and I care about you. God cares about what you're experiencing, and there is hope. You don't have to stay in that abusive relationship. You don't have to stay stuck in the cycle of pain and anxiety and fear. That is not God's will for your life. So the first thing God wants you to do, and you can know that I'll be praying for you on this, you need to speak up. You need to bring the abuse into the light so that God can help you begin to heal. And how do you do that? Tell someone you trust about what's going on and then seek the help you need. As I close this session, I want to pray for you. And if you agree with this prayer, you say, me too, God. Dear Jesus, you know what I'm going through right now. And you have said that the truth will set me free. So I know you want me to be free from abuse. And I know you don't want me to be afraid of living the way you want me to live. 
So Jesus, I'm asking you to show me one person that I can trust, someone I can open up completely to and admit my pain. Lead me to the person who can help me to healing. And I ask you now to begin that healing in my heart, in Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed that prayer, please write to me. Rick at rickwarren.org. There are people who want to help you get out of the cycle of abuse. Thanks for listening. I'd love to hear from you. Write me, rick at rickwarren.org, and join me next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Daily Hope Ministries and listeners like you.